Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever amazing, ever spectacular Spider Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome back to Samurai Month. And I am back with my anime sensei, Kusanagi Cosplay, Cosplay, Kusanagi ASMR. And she's a lovely, lovely person. One of my favorite guests of all time. Don't know why I haven't had her on sooner. It's Georgina Hanma. Welcome back. Hiya. Yeah, you all right? I'm good. I'm good. How <laughs> are you? to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> it's brilliant to have you back. Thank you so much for joining oh, me again. thanks for having me again. Oh, so much, it was so much fun last time. Um, but don't worry, we've got the mics turned on this time, so I've got, I've got you recorded properly. I, I, I was going to say, I even got the big mic out. I got the, pro- got the, <laughs> got big, the proper one out. We've got the big mics out. We're, I've got my webcam on. We've got my mic on. We're all good. We are all sorted. We're recording. We're well away. We are on our way, and we're here to celebrate some excellent MMA that you've recommended to me, and you think other people need to watch this uh, as a classic anime show. It is currently available on YouTube. UK Netflix as well, so you can watch the whole thing, 26 episodes in full, and enjoy that long, lovely, joyous journey. But I think I think I'm gonna leave it up to you to explain as best you can what the show's about and why you love it so much and why other people need to watch and experience it for themselves. So, first of all, the anime in question is called Samurai Champloo. No, <laughs> like you said, it's 26 episodes long. It did only run for one series. And I do think this works out to its advantage. Now, this is because uh, I actually did this. Uh, I did this in one of my little top 10 things on TikTok. Yes, you're on TikTok. <laughs> you're on YouTube. You're on Facebook. Yep. I'll, I'll link all your stuff in my show notes so people can come and enjoy your content. It is good stuff. I love it. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the main things was um, when it comes to specific animes, now I'm talking here about stuff that is uh, usually based on mangas that have been serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump. Now they have a tendency to have dozens of manga volumes and they also... Uh, end up having hundreds of anime episodes as well and you get anime that is that long the production staff have been working on it for the best part of forever it's almost like they lose interest the writers seem to just forget what they're doing everything goes on way too long for anything to actually make any sense but samurai shampoo 
26 episodes, one season, and that's all you got. And that's all. That's all you need. Like it I is remember, all you need. Like I, I personally, like I, I tend not to get into these big series, like you know these big HBO series, and you know I didn't get into Game of Thrones and stuff like that because I know eventually either they won't conclude it where they should, or it'll just go on forever and ever and ever, and eventually they'll be like, we'll just spaff out an ending, and it'll be yeah. crap, and it'll be disappointing, and then I'll have wasted yeah. hours of my life. And and we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Evangelion about animes that go on and on and on like i love i used to love dragon ball when i was a kid but like re-watching it as you know a bit older i'm like fucking hell how many episodes are there's just like oh my god he's too powerful and they, they just stand there like admiring the awe and power of a character i'm just like yeah when pretty much 90 percent of well in fact dragon ball was originally a weekly shonen jump manga so mm. yeah hence why it ended up with as many episodes as it did you know like 90 90 percent of animes like that end up being filler yeah so. true there's so many there was so many episodes it's just them there's like freezers floating above them and they're just talking about freezer and his power for 20 oh, yeah, minutes let's have like three episodes worth of screaming <laughs> that's what yeah. it was <laughs> literally three three episodes of like goku powering up a kamehameha like just get on with it for god's sake let me your energy let me your energy for three episodes and eventually i'll do something it's like, all right, get on with it. Like again, when it's when it's at its best, it's amazing. But when it's just that, and you just think, just come on, guys, just get on with it. Stop, stop just talking and exposition after exposition of someone being more and more powerful. But uh, and that's, I think, why a lot of people will struggle to get on to animes because they're like, oh, I don't know if I'll get into it, and it's so long, and you know, where's the ending? But I think this this one is very much about the ending, but it's also very much about the journey of these characters. And it, yeah, like it, it, it's kind of like it's a, the, there's not really like short arcs. There's like a couple of like two episode parters and things like that. But the the true arc is the whole series for the characters. The whole series is yeah. Uh, you follow three characters throughout the series. So you have a young girl, which is uh, according to the according to all the bump that you can read on it, she's <laughs> approximately fifteen years old. Mm. And then you have. Uh, Jean, who is a 20-year-old samurai. Mm-hmm. And then the other one of the trio is Mugen, and he's approximately 19. Now you get it, uh, you get it occasionally throughout the series where they will make mention of Jean being a Ronin. Mm. And they also mention Mugen as being a vagrant as well. So mm. I don't know. To to me, like so you have your three main characters, and like you said, this this overall arc, which is pretty much just the the first, well, the whole the, series, whole, it takes, the whole series, yeah, yeah, it takes a whole series just to complete this arc, but it is, it does, yeah. But uh, then you you totally do get it. you do get like the individual stories, which can maybe go on for two or three episodes, and then you'll get maybe some some slightly humorous sort of standalone episodes on their own, um, and. I do think it has it's definitely worked to the advantage of the anime itself because of that. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Absolutely no. not. And it just keeps giving you something different. Oh yeah, there's Each so time much, an episode rolls round, yeah. Yeah, so much variety in the episodes, so varied. And a lot of the time, some of the episodes don't really have anything to do with being the samurai, or they don't necessarily have fights necessarily. It's just a, a situation they've got to find their way through and figure exactly. out. Um, which I like. And, and again, you do get 
characterization within that. Again, it's not like a, like we say, they don't complete a full arc until the end of the series, but you do see them grow and bond and become closer throughout these weird and wacky adventures sometimes. Um, I think it is. It's got some really nice sort of uh, gradual, you know, character development and progression as well. You know, they don't give you they don't give you everything on these characters to begin with. You know, it, it, like these three are learning about each other as they do go on the journey. And as a person watching it, you know, part of the audience that's watching it, you, you are basically getting it at the same time as what the characters are in the show. That's what it feels like anyway. Yeah. I think I think only until like the last few episodes, you kind of, you get Mugen's backstory, you get Jean's complete yeah. backstory, you get Fu's complete backstory. Um that that's like okay this is their backstory and throughout they're kind of again you're getting to know them through these situations and as people and again there are these it's kind of it's quite deep again it has this comical feel to it it's got this anachronistic feel to it because there's a lot of um there's a huge hip hop influence in the show which doesn't make any sense but it totally works with this edo feudal japan kind of it setting it works so well with it so maybe just mention a little bit about the actual story. Fu, the young girl, essentially tasks Jean and Mugen into travelling across Japan with her because she is looking for the samurai who smells of sunflowers and they're like, yeah, he's not real. But they go on this little journey with her anyway, um, mainly because she... She ends well. She's been working in this tea house, and it gets burnt down. Uh, and them two somehow become embroiled with like battling the local, the local council, the local government. And she essentially saves them from being from being executed. So whether they like it or not, they are kind of indebted to her. Hmm. So yeah, go on this little journey, and it progresses from there as they do go across Japan on their travels. Uh, again, yeah, you get the wild, wild and wacky adventures, and they're, and they're very varied. Like, n- no one episode is like the other one. Like, you've got you've got like a you've got an episode about graffiti. You've got an episode about zombies, mushroom zombies. You've got, oh, <laughs> you've got a baseball episode where they play baseball against Americans. Insane, proper, but it kind of still weirdly all fits together in this weird kind of patchwork show. Again, like with other shows. You'd be like, this is random. This is jump the shark. This wouldn't work, but there's something about the way this is put together. I mean, I, I think Shampoo kind of, it kind of roughly translates as kind of remix or improvised mix up. Yeah, Shampoo, if I remember correctly, that's where it was originally derived from, mm. um, which is to to mix, kind of like I don't know if you were like in, in talking, food, yeah, like a stir fry together. <laughs> That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think it does. I think I think somewhere I read it originated from food. But, and again, like talking about all these random elements, they might not necessarily work in another show or with somebody else behind the camera, not behind the camera, but, you know, the writing, the style, you know, all this kind of works together to make this very unique um, existential yeah. kind of journey um, for these characters who are all kind of isolated outsiders um you you learn through their backstories that they've they had a family a home that they no longer have for reasons um and again that's gradually revealed throughout the show and the backstories are elaborated on but um 
But again, it's these adventures that kind of you kind of get to know their character traits, who they are. And like you were saying with Jean, he's a he's a he's a Ronin, like a dishonored samurai without a master who kind yeah. of want, wanders the land. And he is the kind of the classic style samurai, the stoic warrior. Um, oh yeah, like absolutely, like he's like classic archetypal samurai you know um and i'll see you know we will see a lot of this in samurai mode we'll see a lot of kind of gene style characters um and that kind of plays a great kind of juxtaposition with mugen's character who's yeah mugen is pretty much like the 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 foil really you know he's he's the chalk to gin's cheese essentially Yeah, he's... I think that's why they work so well together. Like in the beginning, they've got it out for each other. Like Mugen's like, "I'm gonna kill you, bitch." <laughs> Jin's like, "Yeah, I'd like to see you try." So throughout the whole series, is like this playoff against these two characters hmm. who just really want to try and kill each other, but not until they've accomplished this little this little journey, this little mission that Fu gives them. Yeah, that that was that's the promise. You save their lives. Um, they go on this journey and they go, yeah, I will kill you. I'm definitely going to kill you. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. But like over the time, they kind of sort of bond and they soften. They still occasionally fight and almost kill each other because you know, yeah. boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I love that they're almost like I think I read somewhere that Mugen was like an absolutely going to happen in this series character, and they were like. Because I, I know the the creator is it Watanabe Shinjiro Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, this yeah. is the guy behind Cowboy Bebop. He's also behind Space Dandy as well. It's like when it comes to making anime series, especially uh, something you know with the music that it has in it, yeah. the overall style, uh, the direction that the writing goes as well. Uh, Shinichiro Watanabe is definitely the go-to man. There's also another one actually that he's done relatively recently, and it's completely like music-based, and it's called Carol and Tuesday. It, this is a this is a proper full-on recommendation from me as well. Yeah. It's currently on UK Netflix, um, and it's another oh. one that it's another one that doesn't out- outstay its welcome as well. This man knows what he's doing. <laughs> I have to agree. I've I've not seen Cowboy Bebop, but I I've been meaning to get to it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've let you down. I've, I've disappointed you. I know. I'm I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a shamed samurai myself today. I'm feeling it, uh, and I, I'm probably ashamed. All the anime fans listening are probably like, "What is wrong with you?" Um, and again, sh- I know it's short. It's tiny. Um, I can do it. It's but it's like it's something manageable that I can do. Um, I just maybe maybe that'll be our next podcast. How about that? Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. that no, yeah. That's the one. That's the bad. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but you know, I've I've heard that that one again is more kind of jazz themed uh, musically. Uh, this is more hip hop, and I think the others have have their own different musical stylings. It's it seems like that's where he builds the shows from the musical aspect. It almost does seem like he uh, he has the music chosen first, and then everything else is kind of plotted around it. Hmm. And if that is the case, then do you know what? It works. Yeah. Really does it definitely it definitely works because the mu- the music does I wouldn't say that it's had like a direct influence on the actual style of the animation but mm. it 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 meshes really well together with it you know like during fight sequences and stuff like that and you've mm. just got this odd hip hop stuff going on in the background and you're like 
yeah, I get it. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, it doesn't absolutely, it's, it's, you know, it's like Tarantino. He plays like songs that do not fit like the period, you know, he's he's filming. So if it's a cowboy fi- film and he's playing like a black exploitation song, like soul yeah. song, like that's his style. That's the way. And it kind of is a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, it does. It just weirdly blends. And it's, it's like this Japanese infused hip hop as well. It's not like, it's not all Western. It's, well, but, yeah. but it's, it's got its own unique Japanese flavor to it, which is, but I they, find They did have a lot of uh, Japanese hip hop artists involved mm. on the soundtrack. You've got like uh, Suchi as well. Uh, Fat John, if I remember correctly, he is actually American, but he was heavily involved with the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Nujabes as well, who is unfortunately no longer with us. Oh. Um, I think he had heart complications a few years ago and sadly passed away. Uh, you've got Force of Nature as well and various, you know, uh, vocalists that they've collaborated with. Mm. I think I think the the ending theme song, the, the the one they use the most, and and the opening theme song are excellent as well. And it gets you into that kind of there's a, there's all the kind of like the record scratches and stuff you hear and things like yeah. that. And it's like obviously didn't happen in the time in feudal I mean, they, Japan. They use like they use like record scratching as like the transition sound between scenes and stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know why it just works so well with it. Yeah, and even like, and even like, you've got this. I remember the scene where in one of the episodes where there's this big loudmouth samurai is like, "I can slay anybody. I'm the best samurai around. I'm looking for this one guy who's wearing glasses who turns out to be Gene in the end." And it, and the, the whole episode is is like it's it's around that they don't have any money. Um, he has to he has to pawn his glasses because they're worth something, yeah. and then that's why he doesn't know it's him until like the last moment. But he's got a guy who's like his MC, and he's got got his like katana in his hand, got the handle, and he's like you know. It's got no. like this entourage of just beatboxers and yeah MCs and stuff that like announce this guy out. Like it's just unreal, but for some reason it works. I mean, like, it's seamless. Supposed, it's, it's supposed to be set in like Edo period Japan. Um, uh, this is one thing I would like to get into. Like, obviously, obviously, throughout the anime, they have taken some sort of artistic liberties like, yeah. with, you know, the actual history of what happened. Um, Edo period Japan. Um, this was like from the 1600s right the way up to like the 1860s. Uh, Tokugawa period is what they also called it as well because it has a lot to do with you know who was the who was the shogunate at the time. So a shogunate would mean that they were under military rule basically, and it would be like separate clans, you know, warrior clans and stuff that were sort of like local council if you want to call them that. But they were assholes at the same time. Edo period Japan was sort of a lot more peaceful than the previous period, which was uh, Sengoku. Um, and that was very, very blood heavy, violent, and just quite nasty and not very nice. Mm. Um, and they did have a lot of like revolts and stuff during Edo period, which uh, it does work its way into the main storyline, uh, especially when it comes to Fu and Jean. Like the the shogunate are sent after them. I don't want to give too much away because yeah. it's like a proper main part of the story. But yeah. it's it's interesting when you go through these episodes and you find out that there is actually some some truth to the history that they are portraying in the series. Yeah, I, I like. I, I know. I, again, I'm not sure how much is is accurate in this version of Japan, this version of of the Edo period. You know, I'm pretty sure they weren't beatboxing. I'll say that much. Uh, <laughs> 
That's pretty true, yeah. I'm pretty sure they weren't doing it. I'm not sure about the graffiti episode as well. As much as I enjoyed that graffiti episode of the rival gangs and they're like, these two rival brothers are, are clashing and they're like, I want to be the leader, I want to be the leader. Well, we're going to we're gonna tag the most dangerous place, um, you know, that's this kind of temple and stuff. Um, again, it's a fun episode. It's a ludicrous episode, but it... Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of... There's a lot of kind of... Obviously, with his, these historical... This is a lot of this is history. A lot of this is real history that's involved, um, and I, I think I'm going to see a lot more of the kind of political criticism of the yeah. era and the time. And like you said, the shogunate is is shown to be corrupt and to be a bad thing, and and it directly affects every single one of the main characters in some form, and is often the reason why they're chased throughout, or you know they've got assassins after them and things. Yeah. Even though it's, I left- mean, you, you you do see it through some some of the episodes as well, um, like uh, the Edo period. It wasn't particularly kind to the to the regular person. Uh, they put a lot of things, a lot of things up, you know, like taxation and stuff like mm, that. Yeah. Um, so it made the poor people even poorer. Um, it it led a lot of people into ruin, and you do see this in some of the episodes as well, where a lot of people were going to gambling, going into huge debts, mm. and. Uh, pretty reminiscent of the time as well you know women weren't exactly yeah you know like like, like they are today you know choosing careers doing what they want yeah. for their life all that kind of business a lot of the women were eventually sold into you know like prostitution and stuff mm. um which is not particularly nice but it was it, it's a part of japanese history yeah yeah um it's, i think i think that's the thing is is you know like you said history's the the historical elements are not necessarily kind or not and you and you think you know that you're like oh bloody hell that's horrible the whole idea of that is disgusting it's horrible it's deplorable but then you also think you know when you know how far we've come in society and various other countries and their different cultures and mm-hmm. and everything but i think that that also leads to some of the some of the better episodes like um like you were saying that some of the the poor characters become poorer there's a there's an episode with a pickpocket who has who turns out to pickpockets foo and some of the other characters and yeah. it turns out his mom is sick like on the verge of dying and he's he's risking it all to just to pay for the medicine even though she's like she's terminal there's no way he can save her yeah, she's going to die it's not gonna end well for her yeah no. And again, I think that's one of the better episodes. And then, and then Fu has, you know, and her backstory kind of mirrors this, but you don't really know it at this point. Um, kind of somewhat mirrors the storyline with that, and and has sympathy, even though she's like, "Oh, you stole from me, you little bastard." Um, and and then there's this other one where, with Jean. It's probably my favorite episode actually with Jean, who um, they're all trying to make. They, they constantly have no money. They constantly are hungry as well. That's like their main driving force, even to a point where they're going to split up and they're like, no, no, we should stay together and get some food. And then, you know, things work out. Um, but the, the Gene has to get a job as like a sushi chef. Um, yeah. And he doesn't know what he's doing. And this woman comes along. Oh, that's it. No, he bumps into oh, the, the grill, the grill deal um, stand. That's right. Yeah. They're doing the, uh, the um, unagi as a rock. <laughs> As Ross would say, uh, the Unagil. Um, and this woman, you know, he meets this woman on a bridge and he's like, oh, by the way, don't kill yourself. And she's like, well, I'm not going to kill myself. What a stupid idea. And he's like, yeah, don't, 
don't kill yourself. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just enjoying the rain. Uh, and then she turns up at this, the restaurant, teaches him how to um, how to cook the eel, how to cut it and everything. It just ends up working that night. Yeah. And then she only, only and he bonds with her and gets to know her. And, you know, it's kind of this sweet yet tragic love story because she says, my husband is basically, is a gambler, he's in debt and he's going to, and this is my last day as a free woman. I'm going to have to join the brothel and be in the brothel. Yeah. Um, Work off his debt, yeah. And again, like Gene's like bloody heartbroken because he's finally like, dude. He's like, oh, I finally found the one for me, and she's she's already and uh, and then he's trying to make money to kind of to pay her off to buy her, and then he can't. It's too much that he can't afford, and then he yep. spends like one night with her, and he just wants to talk with her, like absolutely like heartbreaking love story. Um, <laughs> again, I won't I won't spoil the ending of the of the, of the episode, but it is I think it's probably my favorite just because it's like. It's just a, a, a pitch perfect tragic love story, and I, and I really and, and you again you get this and he's a very like we said very stoic. He doesn't show a lot. He doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve like Mugen is yeah, like. It's something you wouldn't expect of him, you know, to to actually go and do this for someone else. Exactly, and and I think that that's what makes it the best episode. Like if it was Mugen, you wouldn't believe it and it wouldn't work. But because it's him, and and again, he's he's not that open about who he is or his past or what's gone on you know a lot of people think he's just this bad guy who killed his master for a lot of the show but there's obviously there's a bit more complicated issues in that there's that there's actual reasons behind it <laughs> yeah he's not just he's not just a cold merciless killer he's a, he's a good guy but there's you know it's it's complicated the whole all of their backstories are complicated the whole show is complicated in a way um with all the kind of interweaving plots and structures yeah. and stuff and characters uh and what they mean um but it's it's fantastic and i i love i'm so glad that you because i i thought i said um you know, I, I really like Afro Samurai, which I think is great. And again, mixes that R that R and B and that hip hop feel. Um, you know, you've got Sam Jackson playing the Afro Samurai. You've got uh, Rizeroff Wu Tang Clan doing the music. It's fantastic. But you were like, no, no, let's watch Shampoo. And I was like, hey, I'm up for something new. I'm always up for you know something different. And I'm so so glad you introduced me to this because it's it's, oh, I'm it's glad, phenomenal. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's 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 definitely on like my top ten anime of all time list. Mm. I, I will further say though that my top ten anime list it has Ghost in the Shell at number the uh, number oh, yeah. one, but everything else below it is in any order. So <laughs> it's all good. Number it's all one, good. and then the other nine are just yeah. So uh, Champlain is definitely somewhere in the in the the top nine. Yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I I have to agree. Like I'm not again. I'm, I don't watch a lot of anime, but the, the ones I do like, I do really get into, and I really like. Oh my god, this is the one. Um, and it, and again, it's got this really like cool, mature, like chill vibe about it. Yeah, like, it's, it's not like it's not like oh, I'm feeling this now and I'm expressing this in my face and ah, screaming. You know, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's not relaxed. in your face, is it? All the time, it's not constantly up in your grill screaming at you like yeah. some. Like some anime drill sergeant, you know. Absolutely. It's, it, it, ha- it, it has it has its moments. Like some yeah. some of the episodes, you know, like where there are like fights going on and what have you. Um, like I, I do like the artistic style of this as well. It's mm. not it's not overly anime cutesy eyes that kind of thing. I mean, the actual style itself is quite mature. The animation is slick too. Polished. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was by a studio that that hasn't been around for a, a long time. You know, it was a relatively recent studio, but unfortunately, this very same studio 
uh, filed for bankruptcy back in 2015. Oh, uh, no. Studio Manglobe, they were called, oh, no. and like on top of on top of Shamurai, Samurai Shampoo, sorry, uh, they have done Ergo Proxy. They have also done Dead Man Wonderland. They have also done Samurai Flamenco as well. You know, um, the one that finished it was uh, an anime called Gangster, and it's it's a brilliant anime. The manga's really good as well. And unfortunately, two days after um, Gangster finished airing, Manglobe filed for bankruptcy. Oh, dear. I didn't realise there were such tragic stories behind this show um, as well. No, but oh. uh, they, were, they were a very, very promising studio. And, and Samurai Shampoo is definitely one of the animes that put them up there with the likes of the other bigger studios in terms of quality productions that they come out with. So yeah, it's 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 a fucking shame. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Like, because it's just it's gorgeous to look at. Like the painted backgrounds as well. Um, you know, all the all the kind of classic kind of Japanese art. There's that episode where there there's that artist who later goes on to influence Van Gogh um, <laughs> somehow. And I was like, oh okay. yeah, the ukiyo-e painting guy. Yeah, where Fu gets kidnapped for like I don't know the ninetieth time. Yeah, up to that point <laughs> yeah and she's and and they're using that magazine or that comic or whatever it was um they're using that as actually a, a sex slave catalog it's yeah. not like it's not like an art book it's it's an actual catalog and that's how they're getting away with it um, yeah this bird i want that one <laughs> that'll do that'll do um <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 gorgeous to look at, and again, the animation really works. Um, I don't think you get anything like this today. Um, I, even though it's only what like again, 15, 16 years ago, or 10, 10 years ago. I don't know how long. I can't. My maths is poor. But however long, before uh, coming on seventeen years ago. Seventeen years. There we go. Yep. Um, so you know, I don't think you would necessarily, I think nowadays it's still more computerized. I don't think you get it those. It is, yeah. This, it, this is what's bothering me with anime at the moment is the fact that they're doing a lot of uh, CGI stuff. Like, I'll bring Ghost in the Shell up again, but they hmm. did stand standalone Complex 2045. Uh, it was a Netflix-backed thing, and they made a massive fucking deal out of it. And I'm like, why the hell have they given us Ghost in the Shell Fortnite edition. Yeah. Honest to God, that is what it looks like. And that is not anime to me. Everybody's like, oh, but they're moving on with the times. Like mm. it it does not gel well with me at all. It don't seem right, especially when you do have a lot of I want to say older anime, you know, Shampoo being 17 yeah. years old, but it's it it gives it a feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gives it gives it an emotional sort of I don't it's, know. I don't know like a, words. There's like an authenticity to the art style, I think. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And, it, and it's almost, it's paying homage to those classic kind of, you know, all the kind of Japanese uh, artwork and the paintings. And yeah. That style, you know, even, the, and that's really kind of as the backdrop. It's not in the foreground, but... Um, like it is a gorgeous show to watch. Like even you know, just just them walking down the road is beautifully animated. It's beautifully you know shot, uh, framed, whatever whatever you want to call it. And the fight scenes are so fluid and so like very well choreographed fight scenes as oh. well. Especially especially taking into consideration the fact that Jean is a samurai. 
and taking into consideration Mugen as well, as erratic and vulgar and random as he is, um, fights using something equivalent of like breakdancing and capoeira. Mm, yeah, yeah, it is very kind of that spinning on his back, kind of legs flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just love that like most of his moves is just like running on people's faces. <laughs> it's like, that's, yeah. like, that's like his style. I'm just going to stamp on your faces. Um, but yeah, it's um, like, like, like we were talking about, Mugen and Jin are so diametrically opposed. Even their fight style, their background, like Mugen's from a very kind of low-class orphan pirate island background. You've got Jin from this kind of high-class samurai discipline dojo place. Um, and then and their fighting styles are totally different as well. Like Jin is the very classically trained yeah. samurai. And Mugen's like, let's make this shit up. You know, even my even the sword is very like unusual that he has like. Yeah, actually, uh, I did a bit of research on uh, on this. Um, so you like how you have traditional sai, hmm. which are like they've got the long blade up the basically the things that Electra uses. Yeah, if if anybody or, uh, wasn't too or, sure, or Raphael from the Turtles. Yes, yes. Yeah. If I remember correctly, so Mugen says that he was from uh, the Ryukyu Islands, which is very, very far south uh, in Japan. At one point, it wasn't actually Japan. Okay, uh, it was sort of like a, an annex, if you want to call it that. But um, what it was, uh, everybody. When you watch the show, you maybe think that the Ryukyu Islands, where Mugen does come from, is a sort of prison colony. It wasn't. It was just a place where a lot of people got exiled. Hmm. Uh, and specific islands, you know, they would have... Th this is true, this. They would have had, you know, a, a large exiled community of, you know, people that have done bad things. Uh, another interesting thing as well, a lot of people that were in Japanese prisons were frequently tattooed usually on the face. And if I remember correctly, the tattoos maybe had something to do with the crime that was committed or what area it was committed in. Mm. Um, and one of the one of them was they'd have those those dark bands across certain parts of their arms. Mm. So yeah, this is this is how Mugen has his tattoos because he has actually been imprisoned at one point. I don't think it was something that was it wasn't gone into in great detail in the show, yeah. but if 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 you know a bit about the culture, then you'd be like, yeah, I kind of yeah. get that. I can understand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fascinating that this kind of weird and wacky show can actually, like I said, it's weird, it's wacky, but then it's deep and it's hilarious all at the same time. Every episode is so different. But like you said, like I don't know all of this is entirely true, but you seem to know a lot about the Japanese history and the Japanese culture, which I find just you hear, hearing that come out come out of your mouth, I was like, this is really interesting. This is fascinating. Yeah, hey, I've, I've got more. So oh, sure. a later episode, I think it's maybe like four or five episodes from the end, hmm. you see uh, this queue of people and Mugen's like, what the fuck's this all about? Uh, there's a queue of people and they're making them stand on this uh, stepping play which has been set into the road. Hmm. Yeah? yeah, that was a thing. That was a genuine thing. So the stepping plate would have an image of maybe um, the Mother Mary or Jesus on the actual plate. And if people refused to step on it, it was apparently the 100% proven way of finding out if somebody was Christian. <laughs> 
I mean, you you don't defile the image of, of the Mother Mary, do you? Uh, no, Mary. no, so, I no. Guess, yeah. so. <laughs> like that's an interesting, oh, yeah. that's an interesting like, because I, I, I didn't even consider that one until I started watching it and they were like, oh yeah, there's a massive influx of Christians. There's, because yeah. this is just prior, if, I'm, if I remember my Japanese history um, and I'm not that well versed in it, but coming out of this period, Japan started opening up and accepting kind of more Western ideas, Western people, Western culture. Um, So the idea that Christians are coming in and kind of, you know, I want to say infecting people with their ideology, (laughs) but you know what I mean? They're kind of going, yeah, you want to be a Christian too. (laughs) It's the colonization type thing that happened a lot with, you know. Christianity um, was actually in Japan at the time. It was it was like uh, the Spanish mainly um, that had, that had brought it in, uh, and sort of like trying to remember exactly when it was, but yeah, Christianity has been in Japan for quite a while at that point, and it is it became rooted in society, and then when the Tokugawa Edo period did come round, it was one of the things that they did try to abolish and. A lot of the times they would do these random spot checks in certain villages with these stepping plates. Uh, And then obviously the people that were found to be of the Christian faith were dealt with Mm. uh, in whatever way the people at the time saw fit. Mm. But um, this this was when the Christians sort of went underground. Uh, Christianity is still in Japan to this day. Mm. Um, albeit not in a in a massive capacity as a as opposed to like the main religion, which would be like Buddhism. Mm. But it was it was after the Tokugawa period had finished and they went into the Meiji, if I remember correctly, era, yeah, which was right. a restoration. So a lot of things uh, came to pass. So samurai were no longer mm. a thing, like uh, they couldn't. They couldn't open carry weapons or anything like that. The samurai class was uh, just abolished pretty much. Uh, they got given different religious freedoms as well, and this is when all the then underground Christians could, you know, come out and not be persecuted for their faith. <laughs> <laughs> We're free. We're free. Uh-huh. Yeah, and not the first times uh, Christians have been persecuted, I'm sure, and probably maybe won't be the last. Um, but, um, yeah, I th- I, I'm looking actually with my friend Rasheen, we're going to be looking at Lady Snowblood next week. Yeah. Um, and and that apparently is just as that period is changing. And like there's a bit, um, it's Lady Snowblood very much influenced like Kill Bill and a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And apparently there you can see them verging into that kind of Meiji period and the end of the samurai. And even at the end of this show, they're saying, you know, you've been born in the wrong period. This is yeah. the end. This is the end of the samurai. We are we're done. We are no longer relevant in this in this world. Um, so I'm just you know we're just trying to survive as best we can with the skills we've got. But if we were born a few years prior, then it would have been perfect because this would have been yeah. we could have lived our full life as samurai, you know, honorably. And but this this age of warriors is coming to an end. We're coming into a more you know uh, what was it a civilized way of living and a yeah. more kind of open um to to new ideas new cultures um which you know a lot of japan a lot of the japanese were like very against and and i think you hear a lot about that in within this show as well there's a lot of those ideas you do actually yeah uh like the episode with the dutch guy (laughs) (laughs) 
the eating contest that yeah. that was that's probably one of my favorite episodes because not only does it touch upon um sort of outside cultures uh import export that kind of thing because japan was pretty much on lockdown hmm. during the tokugawa period um they didn't let people out of japan and they certainly were trying to stop people from getting in Japan, whether it be people trying to do business, trade, whatever. They were not interested. Mm. Um, but for some reason, the Dutch seemed to get in. This happened as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the 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 thing with the Dutch guy uh, and all of like the local police forces and stuff is trying to go around finding this like six foot something blue eyed. Weird speaking man. He look. He looks like like the design of the character just makes me think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he's yeah. he's massive. He's got the brown hair. You know, he's got the over, over the top accent. I was just yeah. like, I was just like, yeah, it's, it must have been based on him. There's no, there's no way. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Like I said earlier on, they have taken some sort of artistic liberties, um, but a, ma- a majority of the history is. It's it's true to a sense, but obviously, if you do your research in that, like when I first watched this anime, it did make me wonder about things. So, you know, I did do a little bit of research afterwards, you know, just because I, w- I was intrigued, like, how does mm. that relate to this part of the anime? And, you know, why was this a thing? Mm. You know, you, you, you do end up doing, you know, a little bit of hunting to find out what is true and what isn't. Yeah, and and this is exactly why I've had you on because you know your shit. You know <laughs> when it comes to I anime, think I do anyway. Yeah, when it comes to anime and and Japanese culture, and I like to do my research as well. I like to go like deep dive and and look at things and yeah. and kind of re-examine stuff and and history. And I think history has always been fascinating to me. Uh, probably not one of my best subjects in school, but it was all I always found it fascinating um, to look back and see. You know, again, like how far we've come, what was different. You know, and people always say that history. Is- is doomed to repeat itself mm. don't they at yeah. some point and you could you can sort of you can take things from a lot of pop culture now that was set back in the day uh you know various points in history and you can you can just see some of it kind of cropping back mm. uh, not necessarily good things but also not necessarily bad things either it's all, it's all like, cyclical. It's all cyclical. It you know? does. It's it's like fashion revivals. I was telling John earlier on, I was like, right, they said that fashion rotates around maybe every three decades or so. It's all mm. things that happened 30 years ago, like when we were kids or whatever, <laughs> is going to start gradually coming back. And it's like, no, hang on a minute, because oh. the, the kids now are actually bringing stuff back from when they were born. Wow. So that's like that's cut half the time. Hmm. Well, the nineties was a was a very unique time for fashion and for a lot of things. So maybe they're like, yeah, we like the eighties, but forget forget the nineties. Sack that off. The nineties was a particularly <laughs> decent time for anime as well. And a yes. lot of them have been forgotten. But modern animes now, uh, if you want to say maybe within like the past 15 years or so, so uh are actually, you know taking things from original animes from like way way back in the day it's so bizarre because you get you do get what i consider genuinely special animes and samurai shampoo is definitely one of them because of how it's been put together how the story has been told 
the animation style, the direction of it. It's a one in a million anime, I reckon. Oh, it's it's truly unique. Like I've never seen anything like it. And I've never something has never surprised me as much as when I got to to the last three episodes, which is basically the finale, the last three episodes. Yeah. Um I I because I, I I've enjoyed it. It's kind of I, I would I would say that it's not a show you binge because I think a lot of the episodes are fairly similar. It's fairly similar, like, what's the situation yeah. this week? They but- are to an extent, but I think it is it is of a it is of a, a length that you can binge if you want it to. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's, the, it's not something that's going to be incredibly difficult to get through. No, I, I found it quite easy to get through. And I'm, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really a TV guy. I'm not really a TV person. Like I watch comedy TVs. I watch the odd series here and there, but I'm not like religious when it comes to like television. I, I tend to watch a few. I go, that's pretty good. I'm not going to watch it tonight. And then I forget to go back to it. You know, I'm still, yeah. I've still got to finish bloody, I've still got to finish, um, what's it? Cobra Kai, which I really enjoyed. Oh. I was loving Cobra Kai, but again, still haven't, um, still haven't got back to it. But I will, I will. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something you can enjoy. But again, like we said, it's it's the it's weirdly it's the sum of its parts. It right? is, and and you're going along these weird and wacky adventures, and all the while, I was like, yeah, they're all right. They're the you know the classic character archetype. She's foos like the cl- kind of classic anime woman. You know, um, it's kind of like you know. Well, it, I mean, there's obviously there's very various female characters, and they're depicted in various ways in anime. Um, and she's definitely not quite what I expected. I don't know if I kind of expected like a kick-ass samurai, female samurai or something with her, um, but that is not her character and that's not the the purpose she serves in the show. Um, but, but it's not even that. Like you do get the occasional kick-ass sort of martial arts woman through it, but to be honest, they weren't really a thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, the likes of Kunoichi, for example, which is essentially a female ninja, Hmm. Um, they were they were trained and used for the fact that they were women. You know, women women could do certain things that men can't, such hmm. as you know, come onto another bloke, get him absolutely assholed, and get secrets out of him. That kind hmm. of way. Yeah. It's sort of in the sense that, like, maybe women spies in World War Two were used, you know, seduction yeah. and that kind of thing. But um, you did. Women in those times were trained to an ex- a certain extent to protect the house. Yeah, usually because the the men were away working a lot of them anyway. Mm. Um, so they were they were used to. Um, I know the cat's attacking me. He's being sassy. <laughs> have, you, have you been hearing a little? <laughs> you hear a little tinkling or a little meowing? Uh, the, cat, the cat's getting really Cade. angry. That's Cade. He's he's got he's gone a monk on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Go away. Judging you now. <laughs> totally judging you. He's like, you've not paid me enough attention. <laughs> He's been asleep. <laughs> Look at me, stroke me. Oh. Um. <laughs> no, like w- w- women were expected to look after the house, look after the kids, do the laundry, do the shopping. But if somebody breaks in, yeah, I will give you this short little tanto blade that you can hold in the pocket of your kimono mm. and go and, you know, stab a bitch. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That that was that was the limit to you know what what women were yeah. sort of expected to do, but you did get the occasional uh, kunoichi mm. and uh, you, the, you know the little lady ninja. Yeah, you do get a couple of really kick-ass kind of female characters in this later on. You get um, there's the one who's kind of like a secret spy, and there's like a, a mining. They're doing like a mining thing. Um, oh, the um, 
She's like oh, a prostitute that the, Mugen gets with. And they, the money got, thing, what yeah. they counterfeiting. That was that it. Thing. Yeah, sorry, that was it. It was counter because <laughs> they were getting the gold and they're making counterfeit. Well, it wasn't real gold, but they're making like counterfeit coins and they and they she uses kind of Moog, she uses like Mugen's like, you're gonna let me sleep with you once we complete this mission. And she was like, Yeah, yeah he's bro. he's found a, a massive bag of all these counterfeit coins, and he's like, Right, I'm gonna go and dip my wick into some really expensive <laughs> prostitute. And instead of getting a really expensive prostitute, he's got like a secret police woman who's just using him to basically lay the place to waste. Yeah, because he's he's such a great samurai. She's like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine, you just do that. And like there's like, this massive battle where she's like i don't think we can take all of them he's like yeah I can because he's he's just all bravado and and he's so overconfident and he kind of has like this uh it's kind of like um when he meets the samurai and he sees their style he kind of goes yeah that's pretty good that i'm gonna beat you it's kind of like almost like a goku type thing where he's like yeah you're good at fighting Let's he do learns it. from it though that's the thing mm. he 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 can he can learn stuff and sort of integrate it into his own style in a way it's it's kind of bizarre it's 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 i think it's because he's so like erratic and unusual and it's a mix of everything like he's his, very random yeah he is in fact in fact the samurai shampoo he's the mixed up one and and i think as well that a lot of people underestimate him because he's like he's a slob he's like Rawly, and very uh, brash vulgar yeah exactly yeah he's, he's not a, a, a very likable character but you do get to like him as well as as the show goes on because he is like a he is honorable rogue. He is, yes, very much a lovable rogue. And again, you get to you get to love Gene a little bit as well because he slowly but surely kind of opens up and you get to know about his kind of past tragedy and things. I think um, anything that happens with Gene is the fact that because he is so sort of, you know, quiet spoken and stoic and stuff, if anything does happen to him, it just makes it twice as funny. <laughs> Yeah, there's he's, this, of... he's this full-on, you know, serious Bushido samurai guy rocking about with his dye show and his glasses and stuff. And and as soon as something weird happens to him, it's like, oh my god, yeah, why? It, it's like it's like cringe. <laughs> it's just like that sort of thing. Like, what is going on? Um, I, I I love it though, and I, I love. I love that they do they do grow as as fighters as well within it. You do, yeah. like you said you see you see Mugen's style evolve and he changes and even like and even like Jin learns from Mugen and his style he's like oh actually that's pretty good I might kind of add that to my I think style. he learns to become a little bit more malleable doesn't he he's, hmm. he's still got the discipline and the grace of oh, uh, yeah. of a samurai but hmm. um, I think it, he does it, end up taking like more risks. Is it the Kenjutsu style or something Kenjutsu, like that? Kenjutsu, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a classic, classically trained. Um, like Mugen doesn't really grow. I mean, they all grow. Like Fu for me, like again, like she's not she's not really the the kick-ass samurai that maybe I expected. But again, I went in totally blind. I didn't research this. I just yeah. went, I'm just gonna watch it. Um, and I, I don't know if I kind of that was my own expectations, but but I think she's great. I can see like a lot of people have, I think initially they have an issue with her that she's a bit, you know, a bit whiny or a bit irritating or a bit full on. A bit bossy as well. But... A bit bossy, yeah, but fair enough. Like 15 year old, you know, 15 year old girl, you know, would be bossy, I imagine. <laughs> like, well, yeah, Especially with her past as well. Yeah, you yeah. can completely understand why she is where she is. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's great about all of them. They're all, they're all from different backgrounds, all from different, they have different situations. They've all had difficult upbringings. They all have had difficult family situations. They've all had tragedy. 
but they all, no matter their differences, they all kind of come together and this journey they go on bonds them forever. And it's kind of this universal um, message that, you know, life, like even there's a bit at the, at the end where, you know, you're looking for this guy, samurai that smells like sunflowers. Sunflowers don't smell like anything. Does he even exist? Is he even real? It's, and then it's, you've got Mugen going, what even is a sunflower? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I love that episode where he can't read as well. Like he has to learn. Oh, to read. oh my god, we actually watched that one last night. I watched. Oh. I watched everything again just in preparation for this. But the one where they find out that he's illiterate, <laughs> I couldn't cope with that one. Oh my god. He's like, he's like, he's like. Oh, I'll have what everyone else is having, and they're like, "Why do you always have what everyone else is having?" It was like, mm, "Do you know what that means?" Yeah, it means no. I always see it everywhere, and I don't like. Yeah, it. and what does this one mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> that means no, no. And th- and then this guy, this drunk guy, overhears him, and then it's it's almost like an army drill sergeant teaching him how to read. He's like, "You know, I want people to make fun of you." And he keeps hitting him every time he gets it wrong. It's so so funny. Um, I think that's the graffiti episode as well. I think it's the same one. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, but fa- just fantastic. Um, and like the the characterization is kind of it. It's short and subtle throughout. Like you don't get a lot of it in every episode, but you get like it's like oh here's a little bit more. It's like you know like teasing you with a backstory or teasing them with yeah. you know what they want, what they care about. But again, it's it, it is a bit existential because it's all about belonging somewhere being part of a family, finding people you identify with, making the most out of this life that has no purpose, really. It has no meaning, and you have to kind of find your meaning and celebrate the moments you have with people. Exactly, yeah. Even if the it's only a short amount of time that you spend with them, or if you grow apart, if you, you know fall out, you know you can still treasure those moments. And you know when you come to the end of your life, you know, and again that becomes a big thing towards the end of, of the series. Um, you know, you've got to treasure those moments, treasure those friendships, treasure those experiences you've filled throughout your life. It's not about the destination. It is not about the samurai that smells of sunflowers because potentially that won't get you anywhere. It's not the journey. It's the, it's what well, is the journey. It's not the destination. Um, and I think it's a really interesting and introspective thing to think about, you know, in your own life and to take, you can take something away from this show and, you know, and you can, you can, you bond with people and they leave, they go, or you, you know, you know, you move away, what have you, or, you know, you don't go to work with them anymore. You don't go to school with them, but you'll always have those memories. And that's, you know, that culminative kind of life journey is, is what we're all, we all want. want Kind of like that one friend that you've always got that, you know, you won't speak to for years because of whatever reason, hmm. uh, whether it be on the phone, in face, on a text message, anything like that. You will not speak to this friend for God knows how long. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, you either send them a message one day or they send you a, a message and it just carries on as if you've never been apart. Yeah, exactly. You just got, it's just like instant, you go, Oh, I remember this. I know exactly yeah. how, how we used to talk. I remember all the jokes. I remember all the banter, and you just know it. And uh, and I feel like that's going to be me coming back to this. It's going to be like seeing an old friend. This show, like, because I do want to, I do want to come back to it and kind of watch it again and enjoy yeah. it again. Um, you know, not not on a kind of a critical level, because you know, um, 
but it, I, it, it's it's one that's nice to go back. I mean, obviously you've watched it because I recommended it to you, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for this podcast. Um, but it is one of those shows that is nice to go back to and literally just watch without a critical eye. No. It's something it's something that you can watch once every so often and you can still enjoy it every time. Yeah. What like one episode, like if you just watch one turn on one episode, you'll have a great time with it, you'll have fun. You know, if you don't follow up with a second or a third, you can still really enjoy it. It's it's it like you said, it doesn't stick around, it's got a pace to it, it's fun, it's frenetic, it's exciting, it's it's deep, it's melancholy, it's hilarious. It's got everything I would want in a in a show, let alone a, let alone an anime, let alone a cartoon or what have you. Like just generally in a show in, a, in general, in yeah. a show in general, it, it hits all the buttons it needs to. The music's fantastic, you know. It's so 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 good. I I can't recommend this enough to to anybody, even if you're not an anime fan, even if it's not your bag. I think there's something in here for you. And like I was saying, the comedy really does land, even in the dub, because I watched it with a dub, which. With me, I'm not particularly bothered about dubs or subs. You know, I, I, in that massive argument, if I turn something See, I, on, I've never, I've never been like that. Even though, like, uh, count, counting up a little while ago again for TikTok, just to give people the, 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 the knowledge that I've been around for a fucking long time. <laughs> And I have been into anime as a medium for a fucking long time. <laughs> you know, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Regardless of what any bugger else says. But, um, oh, God, it's... Oh, Samurai Shampoo has been recommended so many times in anything that I have ever done, and people have always been like, "Yeah, this this is good. I can get behind this." It's it's timeless in a sense that, it, I mean, like like you said, it's just one of them ones that is generally good. It doesn't matter that it's an anime. No. It's just, it's a good, genuinely just a good show, good characters, strong characterization, great action, great music, looks beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 a show I would recommend regardless of your background, regardless of who you are, because it, it, again, like before you know it, it catches up to you at the end and you're like, oh my God, I have been on this journey. I have absolutely been on this journey. Like these are my friends almost, you know, you, you're so engage with the characters and again it's it's something like that like you spend time with friends but you might not have any like really deep conversations but you yeah. you you know if you lose that friend or they go away or something happens you're like oh fuck i miss them you know like when you when you have a work friend and you leave that job you're like i'm probably never going to speak to them again and that might be a shame or you know well, I t- i'll tell you what you know right these three so gene mugen and foo the they really do remind me of like british friends you know what I mean? Like British friends, they've mm. got they've got this kind of animosity between the three of them that you only find in genuine true friends. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can have your group of friends, friends, which are just pretty much acquaintances. You know, you go yeah. out and you got yeah, the sure. pub or, or that kind of thing with them. But your true friends, they will literally come up to you and go, "You're right, fuckhead." <laughs> like you know like are you a dickhead what have you been doing Ugh, that kind of thing <laughs> that's that's true friends to me that's mm. british friends and yeah. i kind of get that impression from these three yeah. i don't know why they're forever yeah. they're forever calling each other but they're always there for each other it's it's, yeah, exactly. it's pretty cool 
No, I agree. I, there is there is kind of like you know when you actually feel something for someone, you know, you 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 have that license to do that. You know, I I couldn't go up to a stranger and say something like that because I get my head kicked in. But a, a true friend wouldn't be offended. Be like, ah, oh, you you're also a bit of a dickhead. Um, Why you know. would you go up to one of your friends who's had a really bad day and they're feeling down in the dumps, and then you go, "What's wrong with you, you daft bastard?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> but like I ha- I have friends like all these characters as well. I know that they kind of start off as these just kind of generic archetypes. But again, slowly but surely you you bond with them as they b- bond with each other as well. Like again, they all have their like oh god, he he does this. This is his thing. This is his traits. And you know, she does this. She you know, she's she's the annoying whiny one. He's the quiet one, you know, get a word out of. He's the annoying aggressive, you know, bit full on guy. You know, we all have friends like that. And we all, you know, I I definitely have a Jean friend. I definitely have a Mugen friend. I definitely have a Foo friend, you know. Um so I can relate I can relate to those characters and yeah, in a very general way, but again, by the end of the journey, you're like, oh, gee, oh my god, I'm I'm absolutely invested in this journey. I'm absolutely invested in the ending of the show and what's gonna what is gonna happen for the characters. What what is do they, you know? Are they gonna carry on? Do they die? Do what you know? I'm not gonna spoil the ending because I think the ending is very important for this journey. And I it is. And as much as I'm saying it is the journey, not the ending, I think. There is something about the ending which enforces the journey, yet doesn't complete it. Or it, it, it's it's again very complex. Some really complex, mature ideas going on here. Like like Evangelion, there was like, oh my god, it was like existential. Like, what is God? What is life? Am I alive? You know, it's all that stuff going on. I I feel like this is. I don't I don't think it's necessarily better than that, but it's it's on a same kind of. Um, kind of high level of anime um, that I want to kind of experience. Like I want to experience anime that is this clever, this this deep and this well put together in general. I always put Samurai Shampoo on that. Obviously back to the fact that I call myself an anime veteran at this point. Uh, just because I've been I've been watching anime since I was like four or five years old now, you know, I am nearly 35. That is 30 <laughs> goddamn years of being emotionally invested in this medium. Mm. Um, I like to think I've got to that point where I can give people recommendations and know what suits them as a person, if that makes any sense. Samurai Shampoo is one of these ones that you can suggest to anyone, especially if they are... Um, starting out watching anime or if uh they want something that's easily watchable but with a solid story like Mm. i would not recommend evangelion for example to anybody who maybe wasn't well versed in anime to begin with it is Mm. that you you see like lists and stuff on the internet which is like oh 15 animes that you must watch if you've never watched anime before and evangelion's always on that list like that i totally disagree with you yeah it's it's evangelion is marmite Mm. I think you would. I think you would love it or hate it. And I, I know I, I loved it personally. I think. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you wanted to talk about that because I was like, this is actually really, this is shit hot. But again, I I, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it to someone who's particularly religious as well. Like I think mm-hmm. that might, you know, that might be like, I find this all a bit offensive or it's not quite right and it's weird. Uh, but yeah, it's and, and again, 
like maybe if you're into kind of kaiju stuff, you're into giant robots, you're into giant monsters, you know, that sort of thing, I can probably recommend it to a few people, but yeah. it's, it's a very specific journey to go on. I feel like this, is, like you said, this is more easily accessible to a general it audience. It look, like you mentioned before, it is, uh, it is quite relatable, but in a very simplistic way. Obviously, because none of us are, you know, like in fucking 1800s, you know, Edo period Japan, you know, traveling across the country and all that business. But and I, it's it's relatable in the sense that, you know, the 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 characters they seem quite familiar in a sense. You know, like you mm. would have these sort of people as friends mm. at some point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's one of them again. Like like you said, you know your anime and the and it, and what I love about anime and like what I love about like comic books and stuff is there's so many stories you can tell. Like you there's can tell something for everyone as well. There literally is something for everyone. Absolutely. So many like you can tell a, a noir detective story, you can tell a you know an angelic story and demonic stories, and you can tell a fucking Sasquatch story. Whatever story you want to tell, you can tell it. It's like a novel. It's just the 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 possibilities the are world your lobster, imagination, <laughs> all that business. And and like you said, it's such a varied art form that if you're looking for something really specific, really niche, like I'm talking niche. You can find it within anime. You can find it within comic books. You know, exactly. again, if you're looking for that, if you want to find it, you know, and some people have their various kinks and whatever they're into, you know, that that if that's your thing, that's your thing. You know, you can find it. You can find it. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. But I think this is definitely for a Western audience. I think this is a good kind of gateway drug to it's more very anime. Palatable. It's. Hmm. Yeah, the 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 length of the series is perfect. This hmm. is this also harkens back to a time in anime when one one series or a season, if you want to call it that, is twenty six episodes long. Yeah. None of this uh, twelve episode first season, then twelve episode second season, and then they keep that going for however long they want to. None of that business. Uh, and the way that it was put together, it, it just it's just a nice sort of self-contained story that does not outstay its welcome. Yeah. It's palatable, it's relatable, yeah. it's nice to look at. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? Exactly, exactly. I could not agree more. It's a it's a fantastic show. Get on it. It's on Netflix. It's it's great. Um it's it's definitely the funniest. I think it's going to be the funniest thing I look at in Samurai Month. All the other stuff's a bit serious, um, <laughs> so I, I'm glad that I had a little bit of a kind of a change um, from from the the usual kind of samurai stuff. But uh, but yeah, I've got a lot of other cool stuff coming up. Like I said, Lady Snowblood. I'm going to look at Frank Miller's Ronin, uh, which oh. was which was the inspiration for Samurai Jack as well. Um, so yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to look at. Uh, but yeah, that that is fantastic. But yeah, I think I think we I think we're coming to an end. I think I think we've discussed it uh, in full uh, again without giving too much away. Without giving too much away. Giving out too much away. Um, look out for those specific episodes because they're great. I, I, you know, some of our favourites. Um, you'll probably find you know an episode you quite like uh, on your own. There's 26 of them. Um, Again, very varied. You might love it one episode, hate the other, but it's it, there's something for everybody to like in this. 
like we said, it, like Chamblou is just a mix of everything, but it's it's the perfect gumbo pot, you know, of, of <laughs> everything you would possibly want in a show, in a, in an anime, in anything, in a form of media, in an art form. It is it is, and I think it is it is very artistic. Like it's so inspired by Japanese culture and Western culture and the slamming of them together. And again shouldn't work none of this should work but there is some magic element that's sprinkled into that gumbo pot and and that makes it uh, and i imagine that's the uh watanabe's you know hand creative hand and show running that has kind of curated this and it ends solidly it doesn't go on forever it is you know just when you want it it's just bam that's it and i love a good i love a good end note i love a good end to a story and like, like we said, it, probably the benefit of this show is that it wasn't based on a manga. It was a totally original anime. Um, there were, I think there were mangas made afterwards, inspired I by it. I think it ran alongside the manga, actually. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, it's so it's. Oh, I want to say that it's not completely, you know, like an original idea. No. It was sort of done in conjunction with with a manga. I think maybe the manga came out slightly before it, but yeah. that does not usually happen. Mm. You don't you don't usually have an anime that runs alongside a manga. Like uh, it's either usually the manga first, then the anime, or the anime first and then the manga. Yeah, um, sounds like it sounds like like Pokemon was like a multimedia event, wasn't it? They had everything, it, and they had it was yeah. Video game. But, uh, there were only like two volumes of the Samurai Shampoo mm. uh, manga, anyway. So it's not like it's not like there was a lot of material to begin with, even if it was derived from it. True, because yeah. you're not going to get a lot out of two volumes. Absolutely not. Um, but yes, um, before we go, um, I think we put a fine point on it. Guys, 100% recommend this. Get on it. Get watching. It's on Netflix. Definitely. Most people have Netflix. You know, it is also on YouTube as well. There's lots of, you can find the full series on YouTube in HD because I did. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's on Netflix. What am I doing? Um, I'll just watch on Netflix. Um, but it's there if, if you don't have particularly have Netflix. And the, again, the whole series, all 26 episodes, you can find quite easily multiple playlists that I've found. So um, definitely. Um, but before we go, I just want to ask, uh, you said you're on TikTok. You said you're on Facebook. Um, you're also on YouTube. So you've got I'm, your... Yeah, got I'm, your, I'm everywhere. I'm you're everyone. myself out about all over the place. You've got, your, ah. you've got your cosplay page, the Kusanagi cosplay page we yeah, talked about last time. Kusanagi Cosplay UK on facebook and on instagram yeah and you've got your asmr on youtube yeah i do asmr so i am under kusanagi asmr uh that's on youtube and tiktok Mm. where if you do want to give us a follow or something then you'll get some uh you'll get some anime recommendations in certain genres usually and i'm at major two five zero one Cool. I will. Uh, I will tag that. Make sure everyone who is on. I'm not on TikTok personally, uh, but I will. I will uh, tag it. Get everybody. I'll get the link. Find it, and we'll uh, we'll share it. But um, yeah. yeah, check out the ASMR. So I love. A, I love a good bit of ASMR. Um, I love, I yeah, love when it. you when you've got my dulcet tones whispering <laughs> in your ear, all going meat and potato pie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think I think your accent works with it because that's quite a unique ASMR accent. You know, like how how often you get an, someone in ASMR with with the accent you have. It's amazing. You know, 
exactly. It's a unique, it's a unique experience, and it makes it even better. And you, and like you've done all sorts. You've done like lots of different materials and lots of different I've materials. Various... I've done like ripping cardboard. I do knitting. What else I do? Oh, oh all, sorts, all sorts. All sorts. I will. Uh, I'll tag the link. I'll get people to to watch it. Um, you know, again, if you don't know what ASMR is, give it a Google. Um, you know, we're not going to explain it because you know you can do the you can do the legwork. Someone you can do the legwork. I'm not going to yeah, explain you do that. It. You do it. You do it. Um, but it's a uh, it's a it's an art form in itself. Speaking of anime, but uh, yeah, loads of people get get well into it. Um, I've seen some. I've seen some really unique ones like on YouTube. I'm like. Okay, so you're like, you, I, this is I, a thing. Yeah, yep. I, so I've I've got the plague, and you're a and you're a, a nurse, and you're telling me everything's going to be okay. All right, sure. <laughs> whatever you fancy, whatever your bag is, you know. The, again, whatever your niche is, you can find ASMR as well. Um, yes, uh, but yes. Uh, any anywhere else? Any other social medias? Are those the main ones you use? That is pretty much it. I think yeah. I forget uh, what Instagram looks Inst- like. I haven't really updated my cosplay page in a while because of the Panatomi happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was the, it was the prime opportunity to get into ASMR and yeah. you know start doing a bit of. Fighting about on TikTok, so yeah. but yeah, that's yeah. Where well, I, am. I mean, I mean, you got the you got the equipment. You could do your own podcast as well. Um, you could do anything. You've got all the gear. You got all the gear, uh, and you've I got. Ge- I was genuinely thinking because I've got all the all the gear and the equipment and everything. Why don't I do my own audio book about stupid novel that I'm writing myself? Amazing, yeah. Do that. Do that. Sounds a, that sounds incredible. What's what's the novel about? The novel is basically. <laughs> A mis a mishmash of like various science fiction tropes, but the people in the universe know that it's 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 like that. It's, it's like it's, fic- genuine- it's almost fictional sort of thing. Right. Well, you tell me in the future, right? right. Um, when we've all got basically, you know, like big robots and stuff, you know. Yeah, of course, it's going to be scientists are going to be building big robots because they've been watching Gundam for most of their life. Damn right, they're building fucking big robots. Hey, <laughs> they're real. They're already they're already moving. I've seen Japan. They've already got the Gundams going. So, so yeah. So, so it's kind of it's sci-fi in the future, influenced by like fictional sci-fi. Kind of, yeah, kind of influenced by fictional sci-fi because obviously the scientists are the geeks, and the geeks are the ones who. You know, I went into all this like nerdy sci-fi shit, if you yeah. want to call it that. But yeah, that, of, but of course we're gonna have real life Gundams, and we're gonna have you know AIs that are voiced by um, Benefit Cosmetics, whatever he's called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know I mean, what I mean? If you yeah. throw in like a bit of Battle Royale and a bit of you know Blade Runner in there, definitely mm. Ghost in the Shell, mm. uh, the Running Man, nice Death Race two thousand, that nice. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, sounds great. I mean, I mean, often science fiction becomes science fact, doesn't it? Like we, you know, Star Trek, they'd have an iPad and they're doing this, and and then we've got them now. You know, it, it does, yeah. it does, it does happen. It does this it, is, weirdly. This is this is it's all coming full circle, isn't yeah. it? So well, it sounds like a very uh, it'll be a very prescient take. And sci-fi, you know, sci-fi is always about something. You know, as, as entertaining as it is, it's always about something that's occurring in real life. Like I know a lot of, a lot of the story, like the original like Superman stories, were like it was like against the industrial age and shit like that. It was like machines are taking over and taking the workers' jobs, and like Superman would like go and smash them and things like that you know i mean the the 
the first image of Superman is him smashing an automobile, you know, smashing a car. Oh, so yeah, he's eating that car, isn't yeah, he? He's yeah, probably, he's eating it. <laughs> um, you know, so that's kind of like, that's quite an important thing because it was like, obviously, the mass automation and, you know, Victorian age and stuff. Um, so there is, there is like those movements and those ideas in, in sci-fi. So I always appreciate that. But that sounds like a great idea, kind of almost, almost like a kind of ready player one yet in the real world, yet mix of all this stuff. Again, nice big gumbo pot. Nice big oh, gumbo yes. pot. Get, Absolutely. Get Stir that shit. About. Stir that shit. Get it all good. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd stick that up. I'd do that. I mean, you can do... Um, my friends do podcasts where it's like little skitch, skits and sketches and things. Yeah. So. And again, podcasting is great as well because, again, you can do whatever you want with a podcast. It's Again, exactly. it's a creative avenue um, where you can, you can do stuff like I do or you can do stuff you know, like the sketches or you can do radio plays, you know, dramatic readings. You can do anything you want. So the sky is the limit. But uh, I'm going to tell people where I am where I am on the social media. So I'm on Facebook, it's at Secret Bores. Uh, Twitter, it's at Dan underscore Bores. Instagram, it's Spider Dan Secret Bores. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. And for everything else you need to know about the podcast, swing over to spiderdanandthesecretballs.com on the World Wide Web to email me, read reviews, and learn how you can support the podcast. Speaking of supporting the podcast, I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Music. Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, and Scott Hodgson. Thank you for your continuing donations. Yeah. Yes, give him a little clap. Give him a little clap. clap, clap, clap. <laughs> quiet clap, quiet clap. Yay. Um, you guys are great. Thank you so much. You know, you know, continuing. I'm still doing the exclusive videos. I'm going to start doing some exclusive podcasts as well. Um, so you've got lots to look forward to, including this in Samurai Month uh, and much more to come in Samurai Month as well. But yeah, this has been amazing. It's oh, been so thanks much for fun. having me. It's been a scream. Oh, it's been a blast. And we'll get you back on for some more anime or whatever else you want to talk about. Let me know because um, I love having you on and you're great. And again, you're a fountain of knowledge to do with Japanese culture and anime. Like you said, 30 years of anime experience experience and this is why i come to you i don't go to anyone else i come to you when i want to talk, talk about anime because you are the best one for it so i am uh, honored thank you <laughs> okay well we'll leave uh, we'll leave georgina san uh, and we'll say goodbye uh, on this particular podcast thanks for joining us again guys uh, and i hope you look forward to all the other stuff coming in samurai month bye-bye try for a bit <laughs>